There are some books where the moment that you finish it, they just hit you like a train in terms of its impact. But then there are also some books that act more like a slow burn. You don't feel the effects right away as that flame warms up your skin, but the more that you sit with it, the more you understand exactly just how strong and potent it really is. That's what it was like for me when I finished reading The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. As I opened myself up to reading more contemporary fiction for the podcast, I turned to Google to check out what the overwhelming favorites were. The Vanishing Half has quite the resume as it was dubbed as one of the 10 best books of 2020 by the New York Times, Time Magazine, The Guardian, the BBC, Harper's Bazaar, Barnes & Noble, and well, you get the picture. Naturally, I was intrigued. I called up my local bookstore and placed an order for The Vanishing Half as quickly as I could, and my expectations were high. Maybe I was setting myself up for disappointment, or maybe I was in for a real treat. Would this book really live up to the hype? The Vanishing Half follows the story of four central characters, who all come from one family. The plot begins with two light-skinned African-American twin sisters named Desiree and Stella Vignez. They grew up in a small town in Louisiana called Mallard. The town is so small and insignificant that it doesn't even show up on most maps. But there's something interesting about the town. In the days of southern slavery in the United States, a slave owner gave birth to a bastard son with one of his slaves. When the slave owner died, his bastard son ended up inheriting his entire estate. But knowing that he was black, he knew that he would never be treated equally as whites even if he was now legally the owner of actual property. So, he had the idea to procreate with a white woman and hatched a plot for his descendants to continue to mate with white partners so that their offspring could get progressively lighter and lighter with every generation. Eventually, his light-skinned African-American descendants would make up the entire town of Mallard. Fast forward to the 1940s, where Stella and Desiree Vignes, still very much African-American by blood, despite what their skin tone would suggest, witness the horrible and violent lynching of their father at the hands of white men. This event leaves a traumatic scar on them as they grow up in a racially complicated town. Eventually, the two twins decide to run away from home as teenagers and try to make it on their own possibly to escape the horrific memories that they've associated with Mallard. But as they're trying to make it on their own, Desiree and Stella split up, with the latter just bolting out of her sister's life out of the blue and without any prior warning. It turns out that Stella has fallen in love with a white man and has firmly decided on abandoning her black heritage as she looks to live a life as a fake white woman. The rest of the novel follows the individual stories of each sister and how differently their lives turn out. More than anything, when it comes to critiquing good fiction, be it in whatever medium, I always look toward the depth of characters and how they resolve conflict, whether external or internal. And that's exactly what this book provides. It touches on the internal complications and rumblings of characters who struggle with their identities and how they view themselves. As a reader, you are exposed to the thought processes of people who are juggling between finding their place in such a sadistic and unwelcoming world while also trying to stay true to who they really are. The Vanishing Half is a nuanced social commentary on the individual's struggle with identity and meaning. 
it forces readers to reflect on who they really are and whether their actions truly represent the values and principles they hold dear. It took me a while to really appreciate this book for what it was. Maybe it was my heightened expectations, or maybe it was just my subconscious deliberately trying to ignore the novel's complex themes and messages out of fear or discomfort. Regardless, I eventually got to where I was supposed to be with how I feel about the book, and now I get it. I understand the hype.